1: The following podcast is a Dear Media production.
0: What's up, guys? We are so excited to be here. This is actually our first recording with Mm -hmm. Aurora and I, and Aurora decided to show up hungover. (laughs) (laughs) So I haven't heard about this. I told her to wait, but apparently... Apparently,
1: no, I know, and it's horrible because I. So I, I didn't drink for six months because I was like, you know, this new me. I'm a child of God. I'm just like, <laughs> you know, like I'm kind of an extremist. I have different personalities from like I, don't, I feel like half the year I'm one person, next half of the year I'm somebody else. But anyway, I started drinking again, which is just. Uh, uh, it sounds worse than it is. I mean, I, how do I explain this? <laughs> I was at a Super Bowl party yesterday, and I decided to have a little wine and margarita combo. Like never good to mix. It was red wine and like margarita, but like the mixed, like the the, mix, the, the sugar. It was so. It was. I knew it was a bad idea when I was doing it, but I was just like, live a little, you know. But it's never
0: in the moment where you think it's a bad idea. It's the next day. Yes. Yeah.
1: And, you know, I was having fun. I didn't bring my kids and and I was feeling a little guilty about that because other people brought their kids and they had like a ball pit and all the things. And I'm like, oh, my kids would have so much fun. But I'm like, no, this is this is for you. Although if my kids were there, I probably wouldn't have been like drinking so much. Yeah, I feel like when I have like an inch of freedom, I just take it too far And I woke up this morning and I was like, shit, I am such a degenerate. This is our first day filming our podcast. We've been working so
0: hard to get this up and running. And I'm like,
1: how are you hungover this morning, Aurora?
0: But you actually have it together. I don't look like this when I'm hungover. Like 10 years ago, I could drink and do drugs and go to work the next day and look like a bombshell. Now, if I have like three glasses of wine, I have a migraine for two days. Well, I think
1: that that's like... Also, what it was like, Okay, so I was at this party. It's the house is like a thirty five million dollar house. Like it's like a place that it's in Manhattan Beach. Like I'm like, who the hell lives here? This is amazing. Like and then I see this this guy starts talking to me. He's like, yeah, I have the house next door. We also have a triple lot. He has white all around his nose. I love it. How old is he? he? He has like a dad. He has a 13 year old and like a 12. And I'm like, OK, listen, I've I've been around the block. I've done that. But like in my <laughs> 20s, like I have kids now. Yeah. I just feel like if I'm going to go out, it's not going to be because I'm doing like, you know, fentanyl, laced coke or whatever. <laughs> anyway, so I'm like, but hey, this guy, if this guy is doing that, then like I can, like, can have a little I can like little margarita. have some ar- You know, he's probably feeling better than I am this morning, though.
0: He he did another line right before. Serious.
1: I should have asked for a little bit. I (laughs) "I just need to get through this podcast recording just a little. No, I I, there's certain things I just can't make excuses for anymore. And I feel like if I the thing with your 30s is that, like, it's you have a hangover. Yeah. Like your body can't tolerate it quite as well, but it's the
0: anxiety and the guilt. The anxiety. That's the hangxiety. That's why I had to stop. We both read this book. What was the book called Alcohol Lied to Me? Amazing yes. book. If you haven't read it, I read it on Craig Beck. Yeah. On audio book. And he has yeah. an amazing voice. I feel like that's huge it's when someone has a great voice. Yeah. Well, he's British. <laughs> yes. But it's very informative. I don't think either of us, clearly not you or Rora, are going to go the full sober route, but there is a lot to be I really learned there. really thought I was
1: going to do it. <laughs> I, and I'm you that did it for person. A while. Who,
0: I did it for a while. And I was like, I was like,
1: I'm like, I would, you know, I'm just that person who's like, hi, I'm Aurora. I don't drink. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, well, and they're and like, we didn't like, ask. Yeah. We
0: don't care. And I was and like, like, why? Oh, she must be an alcoholic. She must be
1: an alcoholic. She must be. <laughs> yeah. And like, I don't know. I, I have like, I have extreme views on alcohol. I, I do think it's a drug. I do think. For me, I'm just realizing that like I can't go without for like six months because then when I come back, I'm like trying to make up for lost time. Yeah. Like I need to learn the I need to learn the skill of moderation. I don't know if it's just not in my personality type, but
0: I don't know why it's just have like... you. Have you do you think you've always been that way? Yeah, to a certain extent. Like when I wasn't drinking,
1: I was also like, decided to be keto yeah, I wasn't yeah, having yeah. carbs until like
0: yeah and I was like
1: ripped and I'm like this is just me This is just yeah this is the kind of person I am and like here I am like drunk showing up to my first day of work <laughs>
0: <So> <laughs> but we're we saying yeah the hangovers are different in your 30s everything is different in your 30s so that kind of leads us into what we're talking about today mm-hmm. is the crazy roller coaster highly emotional but fun 30, flirty, and thriving that your yes. 30s are. It's its a lot, but I feel like it's the best place where you're learning so much about yourself and what you want and what you don't want. What, like, if I'm looking back and when I was a child and I thought of 30-year-olds, I thought they had their shit together. All the 30-year-olds to me now, I'm like, they look like they're 40. They yeah. have a glass of red wine. They own a home. They have a perfect marriage. I thought I'd have four kids by now. Right. But it's, it's that's not what it is, especially in this day and age. Yeah. And I thought they were like, Old as fuck. Old, yeah. Old. I thought they were old.
1: And also like when I was younger, I feel like and I could see my my younger sister who's in her 20s looking at me and thinking that that I'm a, a disaster because right now I have two kids getting a divorce. It's like, oh, that'll never be my life. But it's like when I was her age, too, I was like, I'm not going to have kids until I have all the money in the world and in, like a mansion and everything's going to be perfect. It's like, you know what? It's not perfect. <laughs> it's it, You just can't plan for you certain can't things. Plan.
0: And like I same thing. I thought I was going to be t- I guess I was 26. I was young in this generation having kids at 25, 26. But I thought you were 25 when you had your I kids? was 25. Tyler wow. was 23. My husband, I am a cougar. He will not <laughs> miss the oh, opportunity to tell anyone God. that I'm two years older than him. But he was 23. I was 25. So we were we were early for sure, especially with this generation. But I thought for sure I'd have my shit together. And I don't. But I. the good news is to anyone in their 20s listening is the 20s is when I found out everything I should not do, and now I can take that into my 30s and I feel like I have for lack of a better word, like more balls now to say no, more balls to say like, this is who I am, this is what I like, this is what I don't like. Yes. And like the confidence ring, that's the number one like question I get in DMs is, you know, how do I become so confident? Well, it's not that simple. This shit took me 10 years and a lot of like just self-love and empowerment and like studying yourself and Mm -hmm. the people around you, your experiences, the books, like everything you digest. Like it is a process. It's a long one. But like when you get to your 30s, we thought our shit was going to be over. And I feel, especially you right now and what you're going through, I feel like this is where I'm, when I'm thriving is my 30s. I agree.
1: I definitely agree. I feel like we use our time more efficiently. Mm -hmm. Like we have rode that roller coaster so many times. We know what works, what doesn't work. And we know what we, although like I'm hung over today, like, you know, you know,
0: you know, the drink that no, we don't the know margarita everything. and the wine <laughs> combination. Some things we'll never
1: learn. Some things <laughs> just takes takes a while to, to really learn. But yeah, I mean, I feel like when I was in my 20s, too, I don't know if it's a generational thing like Back in the day, you had kids by the time you were 30. Yes. My mom had all of her kids mm. when she was like 27, 28, 29. So I was like, I it was almost like a race. I was yeah. like, shit, like I'm getting to 30. I need to like find the guy, have the kids and make it all work within this time frame, which is just such a crazy mentality to have. But I really, that's what I wanted. And I feel like I, in a way, I'm the example of someone who forced it in a timeline that wasn't necessarily- you know, that, that wasn't conducive to at least having a, a successful marriage. and But that's my very case. common.
0: I know so many people. It was just the next step. You thought like, oh, well, we've been dating. We now we're going to get engaged. We're going to move in together. Then we're going to have kids. We're going to get married, the whole shebang. Like it's just this process that you you've been taught is the next step. Right. And that's how divorce happens. That's how people cheat. That's how all these things happen. Yeah. That happened to me. I was with my college boyfriend for five years. We lived together looking at rings. It was it was going to be and an average life with an average home with 2.5 kids and a golden retriever and all the things, <laughs> I love this 2.5 kids. I'm like, what does half <laughs> you a know? kid look like? But then there was something in my gut and I was 22 when I broke up with him and I just knew, I'm like, I am not in love with this human and I could see my life being as average as possible, like, like comfortable, but I was not okay with comfortable. I wanted more. And it took a lot in me to break up with him. And I feel bad to this day it was probably blindsided oh. but now i have the best freaking life ever because i had the balls to say this is not enough and so thankfully with this generation i feel like people aren't settling they're they're kind of i don't know more open to kind of a selfish generation but in a good way i think your happiness has to be selfish
1: yeah and i think there's just also more tools to make that a reality like freezing your eggs and you know I, just the divorce rate alone is showing people that listen there's a good chance it might not work out. Mm-hmm. So if you want your kids, let's figure out a way for you to have them. And and you maybe you don't necessarily need a partner. Absolutely. Uh, although it is hard. It's hard to not have even I'm, like because I do 50 50 with Mike now with my kids and just not having an extra set of hands at certain times is is difficult. Mm-hmm. Like when you have two kids in car seats and you have to take them out and groceries and whatnot, like,
0: There's a reason why, you know, it takes two people to make a kid because I think it takes two people to. But as as scary, I think there's some TikTok trend, which will probably be gone by the time this comes out. But about how scary parenthood is. And it is. It is absolutely every emotion in the book. It is scary. It is. There's anxiety. You're scared every day something's going to happen to your Mm -hmm. kids. And it takes a lot of work. However, I think for anyone younger or that's not that doesn't have kids yet. It is the most rewarding experience in my life. And I, I joke, I'm a, you know, about to have my third child. Like, with every child you have, you give less fucks. Like, I am so quick to tell someone how I feel because your quality of life and what you view as important is so beyond what you thought was important in your 20s. Yes, absolutely. You have a totally new viewpoint on life on what's important and what's worth your time. Like, right. my quality of time is so precious. Yeah. Like, I was just dealing with some girls who I felt like I was in high school and they were talking about me and I was like, I got no time for this. It's like I actually, I I literally, I actually do not like put it in my Google Cal or I don't have time for this. I know. I am a grown ass woman with grown ass bills and grown ass problems. I have no time for little girl shit anymore. I really don't. I know. And it's the thing is, it's like you wish that you could impart that
1: wisdom on a twenty something year old who feels devastated because they heard their friend was talking about them and you know whatever whatever problem feels super real to them. Like I don't want to minimize that, but I just want people to know that when you do get into your 30s and you've had more life experience, you you don't have the capacity to feel that much about things that don't matter anymore. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like I feel like actually as we evolve, like we our bodies and our brains don't allow us to to especially when you have kids, they don't allow us to put the energy in those spaces anymore. Mm -hmm.
0: You know, and absolutely. And through those experiences, whether it's a girlfriend talking bad about you, a, a fuck, a fuckboy breaking your heart, like <laughs> yeah. that's actually how confidence is is gained is through oh, experience totally. and getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. So if you're if life was just perfect and daisies like you wouldn't learn anything. No, like you learn through the fuckboys and through the girls gossiping and through losing a job and all those hardships you learn, you grow. And that's how confidence happens like that is how confidence happens totally and it also helps you develop the skill to
1: empathize with people who are going through that like my sister's going through something uh, a bit of a we don't know if it's a breakup or not she's gonna kill me for even bringing (laughs) it up but but I know she's devastated and blindsided and nothing I can say to her is going to make it better for her in this moment but I'm actually excited for her to have this experience because you need it you You need need it it to become like a like a more well-rounded person with grit, mm-hmm. a person who can deal with different scenarios life throws at you. and also makes you less reactive when little things happen. You absolutely. know, like when you've gone through real trauma and you've gone through a real heartbreak, you don't care anymore if somebody doesn't, you know, if somebody swipes right or swipes left, yeah, on you, it's like absolutely. it doesn't hurt, it doesn't
0: sting as bad. And you're also more hyper-aware of those signs or warning signs and friendships or relationships because you've gone through it before. And so yeah. like if I'm thinking of anyone that's listening, the advice I have to my younger self is trust the process. Through the highs, the lows, trust the process and just remember like winners are never hating on other winners. Like they're only and only losers hate on winners. So if there's someone that's from below you because you're on top. Like, just have faith that you're on the right path. Like, if if your friends start dwindling, people are talking shit because you're putting yourself first. Like, mm-hmm. that's a sign of greatness. That means you're on the right path, and the right people will be on that path with you. And if they're not, sayonara. <laughs> yeah. That is something I think I also regret
1: from my 20s a little bit, just being small to make other people comfortable. Yeah. You know, like I think you don't want to take up a lot of space because you don't want to be like the loudest girl in the room or you don't want to be the girl that everyone's talking about because you're nervous that they're not going to like you and blah, blah, blah. And the thing is, you know what? No one's going to like you all the time anyway. So you might as well like fucking be be, yourself, be yourself, like take risks, take the chances. I feel like there's so many things I would have done. I was private on Instagram up until I was like 29 maybe because wow. yeah and i mean like i know instagram seems trivial but i was private because i was like i wanted to be like the cool girl who didn't care and like didn't i don't really care about the followers and everything it's like you know what no i now i i went public and i built an amazing community and i can talk to people like i've made great friends from all over the world and i feel like it's been
0: such a humbling experience for me to put myself out there in mm-hmm. that way and not care yeah i think that's the key is not caring people say well like How do you not care? It's like I was actually we were just talking about this earlier is good news and bad news is no one really fucking cares. Yeah, you are not that important. And I think our egos get in the way is that we think everyone is looking at us and listening to us and and judging us. They might judge us for two minutes and they'll move on to whatever news story is next. And and that'll be gone in a day. Yeah, you are not that important. So stop thinking about what people think. You're always going to offend 50 percent of people. So you might as well just live your honest, true self. And live your best fucking life and the people who love you for it and appreciate you for it, they'll be the ones that stick around. Yeah.
1: And you want to know what the enemies are the ones who are. They're not going to unfollow
0: you. Yeah. They're your biggest fans. They're your biggest
1: fans. They're giving you the most engagement. It's like this one guy comments on literally every single one of my posts. He's like, you are the trash can of the earth. Well, I'm like, thank you so much for always guaranteeing me a comment. Yes. <laughs>
0: thanks for the engagement, babe. <laughs> yeah. Also on that note, I just have to put this out there. The trolls on social media, because I think for us, because we are in our 30s, we have more confidence to understand who these type of people are. But in your 20s, like you can really get in your head that these people are mean. I Am I this person but that they're saying I am? I like to put the process out there for people. Think about what it takes to be a troll. OK, you need to create a fake Gmail account. <laughs> Step one. Step two, you need to go into Instagram, create a fake Instagram account. OK, password, verification, everything you have now put time into this. Then you have to create a bio. Maybe you have a they usually have a picture of the dog for some reason. They've got like four followers following 87. And then they take time out of their precious day. Whose dog is that?
1: I mean, <laughs> no. By the way, Too bad. can't be their dog. That's... Then,
0: then they take time out of their day to intentionally try to hurt you. Their intent is to try to hurt you. Think about how sad that human is. Because so I uh, feel really good about myself. Yeah, I'm always like, I'll pray for you, baby. I will. I will pray I for that. you. That that nothing pisses off a hater I more. I Love saying, I'll pray for you or <laughs> bless your heart. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Love you. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, they need it. So really think about it. That's the type of losers that are in your DMs I and on your comments. I actually don't even have a Finsta. Like I don't either. I don't have a Finsta. I, again, no time.
1: No yeah, time. Yeah, like for that. who? <laughs> I, there are people I respect. Who have Finstas, but but I'm just like, what are you doing on your Finsta that you can't just do on your regular? I guess you don't want to accidentally like some like your ex-boyfriend's new girlfriend's post
0: from five years ago that you're stalking down the rabbit hole. But eventually I think you get to a point where you don't care. Yeah. If you still care, then I think there's still some. And you want to know like with that, the person who's
1: scrolling like their ex-boyfriend's new girlfriend's page. I also that might be something I would have done in my twenties, but like I, if I know something's gonna hurt me or like leave like a lingering, ruminating thought in my mind, I don't have time for that anymore. One hundred
0: percent. You have to protect the kids, though. You, it is, but you have to protect your peace. And and whether totally. it's social media or friendships, if if I think I'm more hyper aware of my triggers now than I mm-hmm. was in my twenties. I'm aware of what's going to hurt me and, yes. or get me in my in my own thoughts and right. head and lead down that path. But someone did tell me something that your thoughts are kind of like a train. You're on this path and you get to decide like, uh-uh, I don't want to be on this train anymore. I'm going to get off at the next stop and go a different direction. Totally. You actually do have control of your thoughts. So when you're putting yourself in those situations, you're kind of setting yourself up for failure. So I think being aware of your triggers and identifying those is a huge lesson I've learned.
1: Absolutely. And, and also just the fact that the brain pathways that you use when you're thinking negative thoughts, they get strengthened just like, like the more time you think a thought, the more readily it's going to pop into your head. Yeah. So you're feeding the beast. You're feeding the beast. You don't want to give attention to those thoughts that are just causing you damage. Mm -hmm. And And
0: and it goes the same for positive thoughts too. If you focus on yourself and your goals, you write them down, you manifest them, you're putting them in a journal or you're, the most important part is actually putting in the work right. with action if you say you want to be fit go to the fucking gym if you say you want a podcast well then you better start practicing honey yeah. like you actually have to put work in there's a there's the part of the manifesting that is so popular with everyone which I'm a firm believer in but there's that second half that's called work Yeah. So once you put the work in and you feed the beast of positivity, the universe universe has your back. It's going to serve you. Well, manifesting is science. It doesn't have to be this woo woo thing that,
1: you know, works for some people because they're crazy. But manifesting essentially is just feeding the good beast. It's it's putting the energy in the direction that you want it to be. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, and I found that to work in my life wholeheartedly. But another thing from my 20s that I feel has gotten better as I've gotten older is like you just know yourself better and I feel like after I had kids and I had postpartum anxiety and these really catastrophic OCD type thoughts of like oh my god what if like I accidentally drop my baby off this cliff. Like it just like I still have that crazy <laughs> no, I know like your mind like Yeah. It's you have like a superpower for imagining just the worst case scenario in any room. But it's a superpower in a way where you walk in and you like I can spot every hot cup of coffee. You're kind of like a Navy SEAL. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Basically. But like I can distinguish in myself now a feeling or a thought that is a chemical imbalance or that something that if it's exhaustion or or if it's related to some like a situation that's upsetting me, I feel like I have a
0: better recognition of how my brain works. Does that make sense? It does, because I actually just found this out, unless I'm just a, such a believer in the woo-woo stuff, but someone told me that they call it a gut feeling because your gut is connected to your brain. Totally. So when you have that gut feeling, trust it. And I think we question ourselves a ton in our our 20s, especially with external factors like, what do my friends think? What do my boyfriends think? What does society think? Mm. Now, like you said, we're more hyper-aware of who we are. So when you have that gut feeling, trust it. That is your brain and your gut, which by the way, your gut holds 90% of your serotonin, which is your happiness levels. So trust it. Your gut is telling you, hey, I want you to be happy or this is not going to make you happy. So trust in your gut, for sure.
1: There was a book by Malcolm Gladwell called, I think it was Blink. It was essentially that, that we have actually all of our answers within like the first two seconds of meeting somebody. And I think when you're in your 20s, you kind of have this imposter syndrome mm-hmm. of like, I'm not qualified. Like, I don't know better than they know. And then you kind of just start to realize that like nobody
0: is, knows what the fuck they're doing. No one knows what they're doing. <laughs> so Sometimes like, I always, I ask my husband all the time, like, how do my parents pay their bills? Like, how did yeah, they raise me? Like, how did the her- house not burn down? I know, it's kind no of- No one knows what the fuck they're doing. It's a little
1: bit of a heartbreak because like they say, you never want to meet your superheroes. Yeah. You meet your superheroes, you learn that like, you know, they have just as many problems as you do and the people who claim to know it all those are the scariest ones of all those are called narcissists <laughs> yeah exactly and then you just start to be like you know what maybe I actually do
0: know yeah like maybe I do know and that's what's the, up that's the key to life I figured whether it's your job or friendships or just life and parenthood in general is you just figure it out yes just figure it out sometimes it's not always a perfect path and a perfect plan but as long as you put the action there yeah. Just And have the focus as, I'm just going to figure it out. I, I think it's because we're Italian. We were just taught that. But you just figure it out. So have faith in that. Yeah. And just the
1: the persistence and the belief that if you just keep going, put one foot in front of the other, like... Brick you, by brick. Yeah. It re- life really is a snowball effect. <laughs> uh, yeah. Body image. Oh, my God. this is, Body image is kind of a tough topic for me to talk about because I feel like I'm going to really try not to come across hateable. I have the opposite of body dysmorphia. We're like, I always think I look so good. And then I've looked back at pictures from like, like when I came back from Italy, when I studied abroad, you could have rolled me off that airplane. Like I, I, okay. I, I have a thin figure. My, my family has fast metabolisms. I I've never been obese in my life, but like, there's been times where like, I could have, I could have gone to the gym a few more times and nobody told me.
0: But and it's not what you wear. It's how you wear it, honey. It, it is. It's true. That's true.
1: But like when it's like all around your face and you're just so swollen, I'm like, well, that's the drinking for sure. I know. <laughs> no, literally. Because when I stopped drinking for six months, it went away. And I was like, why did
0: nobody tell me that I had a double chin? I know. And drinking, that I'll it was like that. literally just, it Ugh. is just the swelling. I know. No, drinking in my, if you, I actually just saw a picture of myself in my 20s and I had snooky hair, platinum blonde, extensions Stop. down to my hips, big hoop earrings. Black. I looked absolutely I would have over tan. Like I'm not friends with her. Oh, I out. I went to Vegas <laughs> a lot. It was it was oh. not a cute time. <laughs> but with my body confidence, like you, girls are so funny because you always look back at pictures and you're like, oh, I looked so good then. I didn't even know it. Yeah, and that's something I think most women struggle with is not really appreciating where you're at now you're always striving for those extra three pounds or those abs or you look at girls next to you and especially nowadays with social media and mm-hmm. like everyone has that face app i've never even downloaded it because i'm like that just looks like a slippery slope I, i've I never have done face it up. but i can tell the girls that have done it but yeah but you don't you don't edit you don't look like a different person and that's where it gets tricky and i'm sure it is with like dating and the swiping and all of the apps and stuff is like i would rather someone see me in person be like wow she's be way more pleasant in person yeah. than in than her pictures oh, and I've seen no. the opposite effect more so it's like that's not what you look like now you look like a six foot 100 pound model but that's not what you look like which is fine like yeah it goes to show how insecure some women are which is actually really sad and the Face sap stuff is tricky for everyone, but I think we just have to rock. Like if you put in the work, that's where the confidence comes in, at least for me. Like if I know I'm working out every single day before a vacation, I will feel 10 times more confident than if I was even five pounds thinner without putting the work in. For me, it's it's a mental mind-body connection.
1: Yeah, I think for me, like working out has always been something that I turned like there's been times in my life where I wake up in the morning and I'm like, am I going to take a drug today or or am I going to go to the gym? Because I need it's one or the (laughs) other to feel good. (laughs)
0: See, I, I work am- out so I can do drugs. <laughs> no. so for me, I, for me, I can't. If I work out, then I'm
1: like, I'm the kind of person who just goes to the gym. I'm like very, you know, I'm just super straight edge. It's like one day yeah. going to berries, But it's the strength that you feel, like the physical strength that you feel, yeah. but also the mental strength that you get from just knowing that like you put in the hard work, you feel good, you feel strong. I'm 100% a believer of that. And I think when I look back at the times in my life where I Felt the best because I was taking care of my body, eating well, getting sleep. Like I thought, I looked so good. Like it wasn't even the time I was the thinnest, or like I didn't even. My hair was. I was doing like the boxed color. (laughs) I did not look good. Okay, like I did like my tan. I looked orange, but I made great relationships. I was hooking up with plenty of people. I mean, it was working for me because I felt good. It doesn't matter. Like objectively, it's all it's all the confidence, and I feel like you're always gonna attract somebody. You you always attract people with your energy. It doesn't matter how hot you are.
0: Absolutely. And I think something also that I I struggled with so much early on in the first half of my life is what does it say on the scale? Because that that to me determined whether I was beautiful or not. Mm -hmm. But in the best shape of my life, I would say probably a year ago, I was arguably, you know, the heaviest because I had muscle and it was in the Mm -hmm. right places and I had a fat ass and it was awesome. Yeah. (laughs) But I I ate, I had carbs because, but I had the healthy kind. I think with fitness especially is a lack of education. People just think it's all about the number on the scale when that could not be farther from the truth. It is about what's like, it's truly from the inside out and it's a process, but you have to put yourself out there and learn about, you know, hydrotherapy and, you know, lymphatic massages Mm -hmm. and, your mind your mind is a yeah. part of it your gut health your oh my gosh like that's a whole other episode we need to do on yeah. gut health but like it really starts from the inside out and the scale number does not matter at all that oh. does not define your confidence no
1: there was a time in my life when I was heavily abusing Adderall mm-hmm. like and I don't have ADHD I was doing it for for the I don't know, I, I for the cracked out feel. I don't know. Like I accomplished a lot. Yeah. I didn't, I never accomplished what I was supposed to be accomplishing. I would like, you know, clean my bathtub with a toothbrush or whatever, yeah. but I was super skinny because it kills your appetite. Mm-hmm. And I remember putting a picture up on Instagram. People were like, Oh my God, you look amazing. Like I got more comments than I ever got of people being like encouraging this horrible behavior. Mm-hmm. They didn't know what I was doing, yeah. but I looked really like I- I'm le- I-, I have muscle and I'm lean. So if I don't, if I don't have any fat on me, like I look like I go to, like I'm working out. Yeah. But I wasn't, I was like abusing amphetamines. Like this yeah. is horrible behavior. Absolutely. And I remember I was like, okay, I have to say something. So I posted something a couple weeks later and I was like, listen guys, like I just want to let you know that if you scroll down my feed and see the times when I'm chunky and I, and you can't see one ab on my stomach, like those are the times when I'm actually the happiest, the healthiest, like doing the best in life. It's such a dangerous thing to think that you can look at somebody's photo and assume that if they're thin and they look and their makeup looks good that like, oh, they're killing it in life. Let me get some advice from her on like what she's doing. Well,
0: people rarely put their their, I guess, failures or low moments on social media. It's all a highlight reel, right? Yes. So that's all people want you to see that. I hope they think I'm I've had I've literally had girlfriends who are just finishing a fight with their boyfriend crying about to break up and posting love of my life. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. So people want you to think that they're perfect all the time. So I actually admire that you are so vulnerable and saying, hey, I wasn't that happy here. People can relate to that more in, in authenticity and being vulnerable. Vulnerability is in right now. I am all for yeah. vulnerability and being honest because that's where the h- real human connection is. And that's ultimately where what people want. Like humans crave human to human connection. We're animals at the end of the day. We need that connection. So yeah, I think just sharing sharing your low moments yeah. and your high moments is there's power in vulnerability. I
1: think it's tough to,
0: for me right now, because I am deep
1: into this divorce, like I'm paying my lawyers every month. I'm still, like I'm in a battle with somebody who I love and and who I have two kids with and he's a great father. And it's just this really complicated situation. And it's hard for me because I feel like I want to share with my followers what's going on. Because I know people are they're invested in my life. And I I feel like it's kind of what I signed up for to be authentic and to share what I'm going through in my life. But I hesitate because I'm like I'm not on the other side of it yet. So I don't yeah. feel like I have any like wisdom to impart. Like I, I don't want to be like, listen, guys, I I'm I feel so fucked today. Like I'm, I'm depressed and I don't know what's going to go on with my finances. And I'm scared to be a mom by myself. And I don't know who would ever date me. I have so much baggage. And it's just like I don't do I want to post that like it just feels really it feels depressing and I want to impart
0: optimism on people so it's just hard you just said it so I think but I think a lot of people can relate to that and I think people want to hear that especially when people are going through things whether it's body image relationships marriage kids they want to hear that I'm not alone you know yeah yeah I think it's a good thing I think I think that's what women need to hear
1: I agree I think people ultimately want to feel not alone. Yes. But
0: I would like to have some kind of like insight on how to make it better. Well, I think when we do an episode in ten years of what we learned in our thirties, yeah. when we're in our forties, we'll we'll have the answers then, right? And it's all it's all it, part of trusting the and process. And listen, it's not
1: going to be mixed red wine with margaritas because that's, for the record, not working for me. <laughs> we still right? haven't
0: learned that lesson, but if you're in your twenties, just don't do well, it. I Stop had fucking now.
1: So much fun last night. So I don't know. There's something to be said for that too.
0: It's all a journey. <sighs> it's all a journey, baby. God. Trust the process.
1: I gave my number out to a few people outside too. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for listening, guys. We will see you next week. Can't wait.